0: to another episode of On the Come Up series. This is your girl Priscilla Diwa. Now today I have two exciting guests heading from Vietnam. Um, I have two filmmakers and they are brothers. Our first guest is Lucky, um, Tron Cook Viet, AKA Lucky. He is a filmmaker from Vietnam. He attended university in Vancouver and spent some semesters in France and New Jersey majoring in international business and digital marketing. At the end of the 12th grade, he got into filmmaking and video editing. He has been involved in filmmaking projects since he has made short films, educational videos for universities, as well as some content on his YouTube channel. His work has been noticed and recognized by TV networks in Vietnam, and he has collabed with a travel show that showcases different travel destinations in Vietnamese cities. And he was also joined by his brother, Truong Kok Bon, aka Mickey. Um, he was born and raised in Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam. He also studied in Vancouver, obtaining a degree in international business and minor in digital marketing. Mickey has been inspired by old American cinema and jazz. He shares his filmmaking passion with his brother and has worked on numerous films. He had the exciting opportunity to contribute to a Vietnamese travel shows. Welcome, guys. How are you doing today?
1: We're great, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. It's pretty cool that you guys are brothers but also share the same passion in filmmaking. Yeah?
1: Well, we're only a year apart, so we share a lot of things. Sometimes it feels like uh, we're practically like two heads on the same body because we're interested in so many similar things. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: So how did you guys actually get involved in filmmaking? I know, um, Lucky, you said that you were inspired by when you saw like a YouTube um, channel. But how did you guys actually turn that passion into
1: filmmaking? How did that start? I mean, I th- we've always liked to watch movies. And, you know, growing up, our dad works in the TV station.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: we kind of got that exposure to media. Yeah. And, you know, we admire all these uh, American di- film directors. And, you know, one day we decide to pick up the camera when we're in school doing film projects at school mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, graduated Graduate to bigger projects, bigger yeah. personal projects. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the same way that some people are, um, when, when they're out in the business world and they're like, oh, we're very influenced by some of these mentors, like a Bill Gates or anything like that. For us, it's American cinema and American filmmakers. So even though we're doing, sometimes we're doing um, real life documentaries, we try yeah. to involve a lot of what we like into mm-hmm. our filmmaking process and it starts from there. Okay. I wouldn't call ourselves filmmakers yet. We were ex- aspiring filmmakers, aspiring filmmaker. trying to come up as uh, filmmakers.
0: Exactly, you <laughs> use it correctly. <laughs> so since like old American cinema has been your inspiration, is that transluded in some of the work that you guys have done? Have you guys done similar things that can be considered like old cinema?
1: I mean during university we we had these small short film projects hmm. and we did a sort of like film noir like film, yeah. yeah, and that is like the most direct influence. But I think, uh, our um, uh, emer- like the, the films we make, I think they have a different feel than the films that are usually produced here in Vietnam. Like, it yeah. has a different tone. I'm not saying that it's better or not, but it, it feels different. So, I think that's why the people are on the uh, TV station here, they they like our style and they they want to because the. The, the channel segment, the travel segment, they want to uh, encourage travel encourage locals to travel locally. Yeah. So I think they, they're they looking for that different perspective on how we look at local uh, okay. tourist sites. Okay. In terms of what we like, there's a lot of, dif- as you know, in the history of cinema, there's a lot of different uh, eras. Yeah. And we, we like a lot of, um, we like mostly all of them, like stuff from the 40s, 50s. And then even like, especially now we're delving into like more, um, like international films, like from Japan or Korea or anything like that. So anything that we can get, especially from the olden days or how, you know, the different styles of filmmaking or video making from those days, we try to incorporate that a lot into what we do. Uh, when Lucky went to, um, Europe and he went, uh, he did a little video on Italy. He, uh, had a lot of influence from, um, like the old Italian uh, really renaissance in, in cinema. Um, so that's where our influences come from. And that's why you know like we bring that old cinema aesthetic into what we do. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a blend of like what you guys have already been used to and then what you guys are interested in. And then it just makes into whatever project comes out from you guys. So it's a different blend and fusion of different eras. Um, so I know you guys said that you both went to school in Vancouver. Um, but being from Vietnam, do you find that this, the movies that you make or the content that you create, it brings on both Vietnamese styles and Vancouver, or is it mostly like Vietnamese? That's like the influence of in what you guys do.
1: I think we grew up on mostly Western or non-Vietnamese uh, mm-hmm. content, so I think we we have that sensibility, that Western sensibilities more than Vietnamese uh, mm-hmm. sensibilities.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: we as we grow older as we go abroad we we kind of have to we reflect and we take a step back and see how can we take these influences and and involve it with our own culture so i have this um animation project called tell me lore where i reanimate these um folk vietnamese folk paintings in a i would say like in in a non-traditional way and i think that's it's kind of reverse where you know people start locally and um, branch out um, internationally. But for us, I think we also grew up, we went to an international school. So we kind of did the reverse of that because I think eventually everyone does that. Yeah. I think um, you will see this, not just with people who make, make films or videos, yeah. but uh, international students who um, leave their home or, or, and go to the West. They yeah. suddenly feel like, you know how it, the, the saying goes, absence makes the heart grows fonder. Yeah. It's like that you suddenly feel like there are certain things in your past or in your culture that you weren't particularly uh, appreciative mm-hmm. of when you were little or that you didn't really feel a connection and suddenly without it, you kind of feel lost. Yeah. So with that sense of, that sensibility, we, now that we're back home, we kind of understand more about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we try to merge all of these cultural aesthetics together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like no matter how long or how far you are from the your birthplace, like you can never get rid of it. Like that influence is still there, um, even if you have to like reconnect to back to it like years later. But it's still within you, so it's always going to show up in your life in whatever shape and form. Um, so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, so talk to me a little bit more about your influences. Um, you guys have done, of course, like certain projects, like the travel shows as well as YouTube content. But what kind of work do you guys want to do in the future? Like, what are you guys planning to do?
1: I mean, the, the dream would be to make movies, like um, fictional movies, yeah. stories with a narrative.
2: Yeah.
1: But for now, uh, a closer goal would be to create more uh, travel shows and, okay. you know, taking every opportunity that um, comes at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're we're actually business students that kind of go into we kind of go into like an adjacent a tangent way of going into like the these passions of ours Mm -hmm. so um when it comes to that we we kind of pick up projects where we can especially with this travel show so how it came about is they saw Lucky's um trip to Italy and they were very excited and they were like how can we incorporate this into our uh, kind of like run up run of the mill show uh, to have this aesthetic this different perspective so that was how we kind of got into that project.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but
1: yeah, the goal is to perhaps one day start with a short film first and then see how it goes. And we kind of like that uh, storytelling aspect and see what kind of stories we can tell. And all of these stories are from different experiences. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can tell a story where um, as, as a Vietnamese person, but with like an international perspective, what kind of stories that we can actually draw out.
0: Yeah. And I think like no matter where the distance is, like stores are still able to connect to people from like all over the world, no matter like what area of the, of the world that they're in. Um, so it's that like you said, like when you like, like when you went to Italy, but like, the people saw in Vietnam, it's like, oh like he did a good job there, but how can you bring it here to like all local community? Um, So Mm -hmm. it's like your work transpires, like not only in the place that you're from, but also to other people who can also connect to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about films, like you're able to connect Mm -hmm. to like whoever, you know. Yes.
1: Yeah. There's Um, no uh, language barrier unless you don't want to read the subtitles. (laughs) Yeah, when it comes to art.
0: No, it's okay. I think subtitles are definitely makes a huge difference. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I watch international films, too, um, especially from, like, the Middle East and a lot of, like, Asian countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, even if you don't have subtitles, you can still kind of see with, like, the verbal the verbal body language and also, like, mm-hmm. the facial features. You can kind of guess yeah. what's going on, but honestly, yeah. definitely uh, subtitles work for good.
1: Yeah, um, you watch a lot of the, um, like, the Iranian filmmakers. Yeah. Um, yeah
0: and Turkey, yeah oh, okay yeah you have to also watch uh, movies from turkey this they're so i don't want to use the word dramatic but they're passionate i'll say that mm-hmm. they're very passionate and it's a lot of drama and um but it's, it's good though it's good to kind of see the differences between uh countries how they make movies like for example bollywood or like nigeria because i'm from congo so like nigeria movies are like huge in africa um mm-hmm. even here but every single um like countries and regions make their films different so it's just cool mm-hmm. to kind of see the differences between each of them and how they're
1: successful this nollywood like nigerian hollywood yeah. right is it yeah. like the pinnacle of filmmaking in the continent of africa like, um, like is it something that people aspire to become or is it more hollywood and then nollywood I'm just curious
0: yeah so honestly like every african country has like their own like hollywood but like mm-hmm. the majority of it like everyone looks to like nigeria ghana comes in mm-hmm. second but everyone looks to nigeria like no matter what country you're from everyone grew up watching those movies um and mm-hmm. i'm not going to say like it's compared to hollywood because um it's not like a lot of people have that desire to become actors and actresses you definitely have this group of people but it's not something that everyone's like, oh my God, I want to become like the next, um, I don't know, Brad Pitt or something. But mm-hmm. it's like, when, I still watch it right now and I still see the same actors, most of the same actors that I had when I was little. Um, so mm-hmm. right now there's a change and a shift in where more people are coming into the industry. Um, and even though like it's been successful for years, it's still a new industry because now you see like, like new actors or new actresses, whereas before it was like the same 10 people in like every movies yeah so it has involved for sure yeah um so you guys talked about well like you already mentioned how like you guys are on the come up both of you guys are on the come up filmmakers (laughs) and not filmmakers themselves. um I want to get a little bit of your um, perspective for you guys both and how how important it is to just like take the first step to being on the come up and not just saying like not making up excuses and not saying oh i'm not ready or i'm too young to be a filmmaker like how is it why is it important to just take the first step and go towards your dream
1: um i think taking the first step for me personally is just going out there and doing what i like because mm-hmm. it's little projects that snowball into bigger projects and one of them will be recognized by the public hopefully mm-hmm. and you know me that first step is many steps and not that you know um unless it's like a big project a big step up uh, i think for me the first step would be tiny little steps that makes up like the whole uh, process and it's not like we know for sure that uh anything we do is going to be successful like for example this travel show um it's a great way for us to explore what we can do because um it's they they're offering us a platform they're offering us a time limit which is very important especially for young filmmakers if you've um read the book story by robert mckee it's about um being able to have limitations that's where your creativity kind of flows so if you're by yourself making your own short films without uh, people to say here's the deadline for it and you only have eight minutes to tell this story or to convey this information and also at the same time what we're writing in our show might not be approved by the tv station so even then it's like oh how can we work together so all of these factors and you're you're still not sure of yourself at this point you're still like oh i'm I'm experimenting right now i think it's part of the process Um, so you gotta try to overcome that um, initial fear and we still have it to to an extent as well Yeah. yeah And I think having a com- having a community around you is important to take that big step, mm-hmm. because I think besides the travel show, I I have I've since I came back I've built a small circle of friends who make films, mm-hmm. make short films that are winning um, um, th- that festival is, yeah. prizes, mm-hmm. and they're pushing me to you know write that script you keep on talking about. So it's important to have that group that you know push you a bit so you're motivated so besides the travel show i would say that me finishing that script would be the next big step Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i always talk about how important it is to have like i call it like my village you know because you know Mm -hmm. how the saying goes that um, a village raises a child um but Mm -hmm. when you talk about like your own personal village it's like the people in your life whether it be your parents or friends or mentors but you always have a certain amount of people that pushes you to your limit. And sometimes it's like, you're not able to see the vision, but other people can see like what you're capable of. Um, right. And then like, once you push it out there, then you can see for yourself, like, wow, like this is possible, you know? Um, and even with that first step, like you said, it's just like, just taking it one step at a time. Um, and I think a lot of people, like, when we think about like our dreams, like sometimes it may be too big and too scary. So sometimes, like we we take a step back, like no, this is too big, like I can't achieve that. But it's like just take one little step, you know, and then that one little step starts to build up until you actually reach it, and then you look back, like wow, like I actually did that, you know. So it's an important journey, and like you said, Miki too. Um, sometimes, like you do have challenges, you have to push through, but it is part of the journey. And I think that for me personally, so I've had the idea to do this podcast for like two years, but. I kept giving excuses because it's like I was kind of scared of it um, but I did run into like some difficulties like making all this together but when I look back at it, I'm like wow this is actually like a beneficial experience you know um, even though like not everything like went smoothly but it's like I'm here already and like I've already gone through a lot to get here um, so it's important to highlight the good and the bad and the challenges when you talk about going after your dream. It's not gonna be this one big easy uh, thing to do. So you guys definitely are on the come up of being great filmmakers. Well, it
1: looks like you've been doing this for a very long time, even yeah. though it's you haven't even started this. So really? you're very composed and you look like you you know what you're doing.
0: So Thanks. You know I try. It's practice. <laughs> I, I
1: think um, it's the process So I,
0: yeah.
1: I've always been interested in writing stories But then, you know, you always get the, the sense that Oh, like if I write it, then there's no one's going to read it And, you know, like you, you also have a fear of rejection as well
2: yeah.
1: Or the fear of failure That's like a, a huge thing for me yeah. um, But, you know, like as I grow a little bit older And, you know, read more You, you think that And you get advices from all of the sources that you read It's more about the the process and it's more about being able to have to develop a skill and to actually keep repeating it. So that's what matters. And it's not like you look at a Tarantino, like Quentin Tarantino and you're like, oh, like he also came from nothing, but how did he do that? And it's like, it's too big, but to him, it's just the process. It's just like, keep grinding it out to improve yourself. So that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we all need to like be aware of especially for us beginners out there
0: like Mm -hmm.
1: ourselves here
0: yeah i would say you guys are more than beginners though like i've seen you guys work you guys have produced a lot of work so far
1: we can make a dollar look like uh ten (laughs) dollars so we we, the dazzle is but yeah it's yeah
0: you know how to stretch money that's 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 a good skill to have especially in (laughs) business too (laughs) okay so um yeah so what advice can you give like what's one advice that you can give to someone who is on the come up
1: what kind of advice yeah so like an advice for someone like us like Like us two years ago or yeah i I think uh we can give us ourselves advice today Mm -hmm. and it will still be relevant because it's a lot of stuff that we know that we should be doing at this point so um i think have a little bit of like courage Mm. um and just, just develop a thick like, set of skin, uh, especially, I, I don't think, um, especially for us, we, there's no harsher critics than yeah. ourselves.
2: Yeah. It's,
1: um, but that's a good thing. So it, it also helps to, us to understand where, what, what we expect from ourselves. And when people actually give us really harsh criticism, we won't flinch. So it's, it's a matter of being able to take criti- criticisms from yourself first and not you know shy away from uh, criticisms of others right for me my advice would be for anyone actually is don't be too hard on yourself because you you put all your your heart and soul into one project and it's not guaranteed that anybody will, will like that project or will you know watch it so you know Finish one project and then go to the next one and then go to the next one. Don't dwell dwell in one place because um, you're not going to get anywhere. So for me, I've been doing uh, YouTube for more than a year now. And for my videos, I try to script them very in a uh, clear structure. You know, this has to be like this. This has to be like that. But the landscape of the market is different. People favor uh, non-professional look on YouTube, uh, especially. So, you know, being able to be flexible and, you know, don't be too um, rigid rigid about, oh, this is my perfect uh, vision. It has to be like this because it's not going to be like that guaranteed. So, you know, be flexible. Don't be too hard on yourself if things don't turn out exactly like the way you want it Mm -hmm. to be. That's that's filmmaking. You're always going to be heartbroken by the end because it never meets your expectation.
2: Yeah.
1: But you did make something. Yeah. yeah,
2: those are really like good. when I
1: look back at sorry. No,
2: go ahead. When I look
1: back at all my um, Italy video and all my Africa videos,
2: yeah,
1: I I don't even want to watch it because it's too bad. But it's it's those movies that you know got me here. So yeah, you know you always get better if you keep on making things. Yeah, and this applies for every disciplines. This applies for sports. This this applies for business. business yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's a good combination of um, having thick skin, like Mickey said, and then also being flexible. Um, and one mm-hmm. thing I've learned is that even though you're really passionate about one thing and you think like your project is like the best that's ever to come out there, but someone rejects it or someone doesn't see your vision, um, I learned like not to take things personally. Like when someone says no, when someone says like that's not good enough, it's like that's not to be taken personally, right? That's just like their opinion. Because not everyone is able to see your vision. Your vision is given specifically to you and for you. Um, So although people may reject it or not really see it as far as it goes, there's always someone who's going to see that vision. And there's always someone who's going to agree and have the same mindset that you are. So you can go through like 80 people saying no, but like someone is going to say yes. Yeah, you just have to be like really confident in your work and in your styles and know that that vision has to come true. No matter what time, no matter where you are. But it's gonna come to regardless. So those are good. Those are good guys. You guys could have told me that two years ago.
1: <laughs> well, we can tell ourselves that today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. When it you're is-
1: gonna, when you're in season two, you're gonna look back at season one of this podcast yeah, yeah, and say, like, "Oh, I could have done this better." Or something. I know. It like, <clears throat> was better. It's, it's a <clears throat> learning process. Like we're still learning, and to to get, especially professionals or even like um, peers of ours who are like, "Yeah, you you didn't do this right." Mm. um it's a learning experience it, it hurts it feels like someone like kicks you really hard in the shin but
2: mm. it's
1: like yeah i i know i was bad at that i'm conscious of that let's move on and try to be better next time
0: yeah and i think that's where the power is like you don't just stay in that complacent spot where it's like yeah i'm bad i know and then you just stay there right but it's like after you acknowledge it like your mistakes and like your weaknesses it's like you just keep on moving and i think the strength in that and just mm-hmm. keep on continuing so those are awesome. All right, guys. So now we're moving on to the second segment of the show, Get to Know Me, where I ask you guys a few round questions, um, and you guys can go in whichever order. It can go Mickey you lucky or lucky Mickey, but it doesn't matter. Are you guys ready?
1: Is it a quick fire? Yeah. Or oh, okay.
0: All right. you. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? Sure. All right. Where? What is the dream festival to attend? Your dream film festival.
1: Uh, I mean, Cannes is like up there. Canada. But winning an Oscar would be Ooh. everyone's dream. Yeah, but an Oscar is like uh, an Academy vote though. It's not so much a Cannes, festival. So Cannes. Uh, okay. For me, it's uh I guess South by Southwest because there's a lot of like experimental uh, filmmakers going to those, and it's uh, even more like it's it's more. Uh, popular than Sundance nowadays.
0: Okay. And then your favorite old American cinema or your favorite film in general? Mm.
1: Old, old yeah. film? Um, I can say my favorite film, like on the top of my head right now is um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. It's not the most technically adept movie, but I like the way they explore the the psychology of the characters. Yeah. See I can I can see like great stuff about that movie, but it's mm-hmm. it's not on um, my top favorite of anything.
2: Okay. Um
1: mine would be The Godfather, just because I'm I'm a bit of like a vanilla kind of person where you know like if it's on the top of the list, then I would watch it. Yeah. and I would say, Yeah, of course it's on the top of the list. The mm-hmm. filmmaking is magnificent, it's one of the What's great, your personal favorite in yeah, American class? it's The Godfather. Personal Yeah, I would I can watch that all the time. Well you, there, there are great ones that you can watch all the time and then there are like great ones that you can be like, Yeah, I appreciate that, but I'm never gonna watch like Schindler's List. You can't watch that every weekend. So yeah. you watch Run out of tears. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Godfather would be mine.
0: It's a classic.
1: Yeah. You have right. a favorite movie?
0: Um I don't have a favorite. Like I've watched really Wait, which
1: movie do you like? Like what on oh, the top of your head right you like? now? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we're, we're taking the wheels from you
0: here no. <laughs> um, okay so I really really love Denzel Washington um, no, so okay. Man on Fire definitely is like one of my favorite movies ever
1: it's um, the one with uh, Dakota Fanning yeah
0: Dakota Fanning yeah when she okay. was kidnapped and everything um, but yeah he's he's my favorite actor so anything by him like I automatically love yeah mm-hmm. so that's, that's my. Weird. you guys threw me off a little bit I gotta be ready now <laughs>
2: Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay and then third question um where would you guys like to do a film like if you could choose any region to shoot a film and produce it where would you want to go
1: i would say right here in vietnam mm-hmm. because there's no vietnamese movies about vietnam that is internationally recognized yeah in mm-hmm. history that And there's a lot of stories to be explored here. So there, there are some, but like uh, as you know, our country is always um, portrayed as um, like the setting for the the, yeah the Vietnam War. So a lot stuck in the 70s. A lot of the stories are told in the perspective of like American soldiers. And recent, like in the past, what 20 decades, I'd say we have like what five really good internationally recognized movies. So there's a lot of unexplored territory here and i feel like the the industry in vietnam is growing
2: mm-hmm. but
1: we're going in a direction that is very pandering to the it's it's not it's not bad to pander to com, like people commercially yeah. uh, you need you need to build the industry but i feel the artistry and um, like to t- tell like actual stories it's not there yet mm-hmm. so that's probably like a great idea mm-hmm. uh, for me it's um i think japan i always like japan i like the aesthetic and it would be a great story to tell there somewhere that's like a perspective of a vietnamese person
0: right
2: okay awesome
0: um <laughs> no. and last question um so you guys have done travel travel shows you are doing a travel show um do you guys watch our other travel shows like on netflix other channels and if so what are your favorite travel shows uh
1: i like i like the bbc ones especially the well, I, I like a few different things. This one is kind of influenced because we work together. So a lot of our influence are kind of like mushed together in like yeah. a, a, a project.
2: Yeah. But
1: I like uh, a lot of the Anthony Bourdain yeah. shows in the past, like the n- No Reservations or anything like that. It's like it's real and it's none of these like really painted by numbers stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, like BBC like natural stuff, the way that it's filmed and the effort that's put into it. Yeah. For me, I don't watch a lot of travel shows because my influences are pulled from multiple areas. I could mm-hmm. see a painting and I like the framing and I, I could extract a story from there and and um, apply it to my storytelling. So mm-hmm. for me, it's not a travel show specifically, but it's many things, many uh, paintings, books, yep. mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, I also like Anthony Bourdain. Um, my family and I used to watch his shows, um, Parts Unknown where yeah. uh, I, and I, I think his show was really, really popular in a way that he also showed and loved the culture of the people. Like he didn't just mm-hmm. go around with like all the high towers and like the most like, yeah. you know, popular places, like mm-hmm. even like the dense areas where people might not have known. Um, he really showed the beauty inside and out of every country. And it was so beautiful. He was able to connect yeah. with the, the people there.
1: Yeah. And because he did a food show so it's that's his way of like entering the culture through food and mm-hmm. um he's especially very um important to a lot of Vietnamese people because it brought Vietnamese cuisine Vietnamese culture yeah on the map yeah. and like it's it's like when you talk to Vietnamese people like about Vietnamese food uh, to the west it's like what like three different kinds of things like pho and then yeah. the broken rice and that's that's it but yeah. like he brought like a whole dimension to um our culture and through his show and it's a lot of people are very thankful about that and that's what we try to not not it's we're never on that level yet, yeah. but that's what we try to emulate by saying um the, there are these certain locations in the city. Try to capture yeah. capture the soul of the place, not yeah. you know, um surface level. Yeah, it's yeah, not paint by numbers mm-hmm. for sure. Right.
0: I, f- I feel guilty because I'm one of those people who only know like two main dishes in Vietnam. But can you teach me and like our listeners more? Like, where are the dishes in Vietnam are like really popular?
1: Okay, so it's like any other country. There are different regions, and each one of them mm-hmm. are um, specialized in a few things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the the rice thing, in uh, in the the rice and the pho mm-hmm. in the north it's, like where it came from, okay. but down south uh, in the middle, you've got uh, quay. Um, is the noodle city. soup and it's uh beef noodle soup. Mm. And then in the Southwest. Was Those two are pretty, you know, yeah, even well then pretty well known. Uh, yeah. Did yeah. you grow up in you grew up in Congo or in the States?
0: Uh, both. Um, I lived in Congo. I literally lived in three countries. So I was born in Congo. Um, and then after I lived in South Africa, and then I came to the States. So my palate is very um, wide. <laughs>
1: As I understand it, there are two different countries called Cong- the Congo. Yeah, any-
0: so there's one It's like the one I'm from is Democratic Republic of Congo, mm-hmm. and then the other one is just Congo. but it used to be one country together, and honestly, there's not really like a lot of differences about it. It's only separated by a river. so you can honestly just like walk, I don't know, or drive there and then you're in Congo, Brazzaville. Um, So yeah, there there are two Congos, but we're basically like one people. We speak the same language, same music, everything, yeah.
1: Yeah, the uh, the reason I'm asking, because when we go abroad, it's even tough to find, like in Vancouver, there's a Mm -hmm. big um, Vietnamese community there, but it's tough to find a place that serves these weird, you know, less well-known food, but they serve these, like, free Vietnamese dishes, so it's understandable that People don't know the like okay. the other less well-known food, but okay. here in Vietnam we we make paste out of animals. So we have yeah. fish fish yeah. sauce, we have shrimp sauce, yeah, which is uh, fermented um, is like shrimp paste. Yeah. yeah, so it's um it, it has a pretty distinct uh, odor so to like it. Pungent. But you know they eat it with tofu okay. because Vietnam we 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 went through a lot of hard times, so. Our food are very uh, simple and yep. like, the construction of it, but, you know, they try to match a bland, rather bland ingredients with a more fermented, uh, salty ingredients.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: So I, learned, so I learned new things now, so now i got to make the shrimp paste.
1: <laughs> well, well I, I don't think you, do, you, uh, you can buy, you can, uh, you live in Texas, I suppose? No, I, I live in Maryland. Maryland.
0: I live in Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Kelly moved.
0: Yeah.
1: I think there's a, uh, a big, um, Vietnamese community yeah, I mean, there, too, in Maryland. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Like, if you go to these yeah. Chinese uh, yeah. markets, but uh, it's, you have to eat it with something. You can't eat it like peanut butter. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, good. The, it's an acquired taste. As a you have you, you know Marmite like or Vegemite? No. It's, what is it's it? It's Australian fermented yeast. Mm. Uh, you either hate it or love it. Uh-huh. This is the same for this, yeah. but this is oh. 10 times more pungent and 10 times more... Hard to love. Yeah, well, <laughs> like b- between we're only a year apart, and he he likes it, I don't like it. Okay. So yeah, that, yeah. that
0: okay. I'll ask. I'll ask some Kelly to make it for me, and then I'll see if I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I think you. The best way is just to go out and buy it because. Okay. Um, making it it's it's, it's a right. whole process. It's, it, it takes a long it's time. Like like it's an artisanal thing But she Kelly works in a uh, restaurant. I think she. Yeah, to.
0: she'll cook it up for me.
1: yeah Yeah. all (laughs) right
0: yeah so last question so where can we find you on social media where can we find your films let us know how we can follow you and support you guys
1: um i'm everywhere like we're on tv we're on i'm on youtube so i would say my instagram is where i advertise everything so you can follow me on my instagram at lucky (laughs) afro one nine nine seven and um, that's where I advertise everything, in because I'm everywhere. Okay. Um, so for me, I don't really use Instagram that much, but yeah, like where when we make projects, we usually have it on Lucky's channel, or when we work together on his YouTube mm-hmm. uh, channel, it's up there. Mm-hmm. A link in the I don't know description for this podcast. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Like yeah. somewhere here, but yeah, that's where you'd probably find this. Um, okay. Because it we're, like spread pretty thin everywhere, so it's hard to yeah. pinpoint where it would be.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so, so much for coming on and joining us on the podcast today. I've learned so much from you guys and the tips that you guys have said, it translates to what people can do in any field and in any area. And I'm sure people would love to um, take the tips and also be inspired by the journey that you guys are on. So thank you guys so much. Thanks,
1: Thanks for inviting you. us on the show.
0: Absolutely. So you guys can join us next Sunday on a new episode, but make sure to take a listen to Making a Lucky's episode coming up soon. And hope to see you guys next time. Have a good day. Thank you to all my listeners for tuning in today. With every episode, I want you to write down one or two takeaways and apply it in your life so that you can continue on the right direction towards your goals. As always, in addition to listening on Spotify, you can watch each episode on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel, On The Come Up Series, as well as follow on Instagram page, at On The Come Up Series. Until next Sunday.